Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. So what was that about you picking up boys? Oh no, we were picking up girls and this was like 10 years ago. And they were adults. They were over the age of 18. I don't remember how old they were, but we were like mid-20s, so... (laughs) And we're in Germany, so it doesn't count. Whatever their laws are. Well, they, they... man, I got—I don't think I've ever been muted as quick as that. That was almost like the person that got sent off in the first couple of seconds of a football game when the referee blew the whistle in his ear. He's like, "Fuck me, that was loud," and then got sent off for uh, for using foul and abusive language. Really man, harsh, was... yeah, red card. Yeah, that was very harsh if you blew it in right in his ear. That would be loud. Good, bad, good, bad, good, bad, good. <laughs> Welcome back to Good Cop, Bad Cop, episode 254. As always, joining me in the Good Cop, Bad Studio, Good Cop, Bad Cop Studios. We're not editing it, we're leaving it in. I have, oh, I didn't even think of any clever names. Ryan, you had said you had some clever names that you were saving for us. Did you ever use them or did they just... Oh, see, I don't remember which ones I used because I'm terrible at keeping track of shit. So yeah, well, I wouldn't remember anyway, so you could use saying? the same one for me twice. I, yeah, I, I can hold on. I'll just use I'll just use the same ones. Let's uh let's let's go over here and take a look at what I got. Oh my god, oh there you go. Um uh I know I've used this one. Uh I'm not sure if I've used this one. So we're we're gonna use these two ones just because they're uh, they're good. My name is Ryan as always. Welcome to the show. And joining me as always is Ernest the Matt Miller and not Danny Doring, but still wham bam, thank you, Graham. <laughs> I still like it. Yeah, you, you definitely haven't used that before. Oh, yeah, uh, that's, that, that, that's my favorite one because it just came good. to me in a dream. Huh. I, I would have thought it would have been David Bowie. That would have been the name that I would have associated with that. Uh, yeah, but this is a wrestling podcast, and Danny Doring is a wrestler. Okay, I didn't so. understand the wrestling connection at all. Oh, so Danny Doring is a wrestler. It. Matt, you can and... pull police as much as you like. I have no idea who that person was. And but Joey Styles, David Bowie song. So yeah, Joey Styles. You know, I think that was the name of his finisher was Wham Bam Thank You Ma'am. Oh, and okay. Joey Styles screaming Wham Bam Thank You Ma'am was always a. A, a highlight of ECW television. And Matt, uh, you so, rolled so, your eyes. You know full well I did not watch ECW. Well, well, hold on. Just, yeah, let me, let me. Joey Styles was a very popular uh, commentator for extreme championship wrestling. And the guy promotion, with the like Matt, right? Yeah, out, out of Philadelphia. Uh, they were known for their extreme style, uh, led by a guy named Paul Heyman, you may have heard of. I don't know. He also, he also commented with WWE as well for many years. Uh-huh. Yeah, he. I, I don't know what he's doing these days. I mean, oh, actually, he's the only member of the bloodline who shows up on television on a weekly basis. Uh, funny, funny, funny. How do we been, Graham? Uh, we're heading towards Thanksgiving. It's uh, counting down, as all teachers do when it's coming up towards a holiday. So, um, longish week, but hey, we only got two days to do next week. So it was that always makes it a little easier pill to swallow when it's like, ah, whatever, who cares? We got two days to go. So I think we've I think we've talked about possibly doing an earlier recording next week, uh, to actually drop on Thanksgiving itself. So, um, yeah, we'll be we'll be seeing a little bit more of each other than we normally do. But yeah, how have you been, buddy? 
not too bad. It's been a since we last recorded, it's been quite a week for me. So, oh, tell us more. You gonna just uh, leave that hanging, or are you gonna mention it later? Which is why I didn't say too much either. In one of the, in one of the first sections. Yeah. Ah, me too. All right, we got that on. And uh, how's nineteen nineties two thousands wrestling? I, mean, I, I, I believe it, I believe Graham. It is two thousand. He's on to now. I believe he's Royal Rumble two thousand. Yeah, but he doesn't remember what he's talked about, so he'll go back and talk about other stuff as well. So I'm giving him I'm giving him an open window. I know he likes to open goal. Out a bit open goal. He's is he gone? Did he just fuck off, Ryan? <laughs> yes. <laughs> we're talking talking. We're, we're setting you up for your for your thought and talk. Oh, I'm sorry, I wasn't paying attention. Anyways, I can talk. Um, what have you been watching this week? Two thousand. No, I actually. So funny enough, I, I've I've taken a break uh, just because you know. I, I mean, I went through like a year and a half in like two months, and yeah, I needed a, <clears throat> I needed a break. So, uh, what have I been watching? Uh, I watched the the last season of Arrested Development. I had never watched that before. Um, I enjoyed it. He told so us sure. that last week, I'm sure. No, you had heard of Arrested Development, and I had. And I said, I have heard of Arrested Development. Well, I, I, I told you I, I had been watching it, but I have finally finished it. Oh, um, and I've it was good. I actually, I really, I really liked. Uh, what I was talking about last week was I watched the fifth season in its chronological order cut instead of the all over the place cut they did initially. Um, so you watched then, the last season then is the one from I'm guess is it five years ago? I'm kinda of lost. Yeah, something now. like that. Yeah. Okay. Cause I I'd watched the one that they tell out of order. I think that was season four. Uh-huh. Uh and then I I finally watched five. And I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Um I'm trying to think what else I watched. Uh that's 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 probably about it. I've just been watching Doctor Who. Uh I promised I would only watch David Tennant. Uh, yet here I am a season through Matt Smith because why who's gonna stop at Matt Smith? Like, you gotta watch Matt Smith. Um, yeah, but other than that, uh, I've been watching, I, I have watched a lot of wrestling, which is good. Uh, I think I said right before we started, the only wrestling I've missed this week is uh, is NXT. I just uh, it just passed me by, and usually once it's happened, I don't watch it. Like I'm not a person who goes back and says, "Oh, I missed this yesterday. I'm gonna watch it today." So, but well, yeah, I I, you can be our AEW expert this week if that NXT was the only thing that you missed. Yeah, no, I watched. Uh, I watched Impact last night. It was a great Impact. So, hey, well, good. Hey, unless we've got anything else to talk about, we we might even get another back to back two on under two hour episode. I propose we move straight on to good cop moments. Yeah, the title of this episode might just be brevity. Ryan, what have you got as your main good cop moment of the week? Why, why do I always have to go first? That you watched. Why do, do I have to go first? Guys, why? So, because so we don't want to, because then we can yeah. figure out how short to make our segment, so we can possibly try and get the episode in on the two. Yeah, hours. but if it weren't for me, Graham wouldn't even be a podcaster. So, I'm just throwing that out there. But anyways, are you telling anyways. us in future episodes you would like us to rotate the order? That'd be nice. I'd like to feel like part of the gang instead of just some schlub. Well, if you were part of the gang, you would have noticed that always Matt went first, I went second. That that's yeah. kind of how it's been. Yeah, that would require and now Matt to the Graham Ryan sandwich. 
Oh yeah, nice. Anyways, what a place to be. Anyway, Ryan, talk. Anyways, so uh, my main good cop moment this week. You know, it's 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 a tough one because I've kind of been going back and forth over a few. But uh, I'm going to do a double shot and I'm going to get my uh, conspiracy moment out of the way early. Um, and that's uh, whatever the hell they're doing with Shinsuke Nakamura. It has been intriguing. It has been brilliant. The matches he's been putting on have been fantastic. Um, and whoever this opponent that he says he's going to be facing that he's waiting for. Um, I'm intrigued. It doesn't even matter who it is at this point. I'm intrigued at who it may be. And that leads me into the conspiracy cop moment of now there's a lot of people saying that what if his opponent is going to be Okada and they're using him. So I've seen some conspiracies out there or some theories, at least that, they are using Shinsuke to woo Okada by showing how this new regime treats Japanese wrestlers instead of having them be, you know, stereotypes or whatever. They're being like, no, we'll let you, you know, we'll let you come in and do what you do the way you do it. Um, and cause I mean, compared to the last couple of years, this, little run that Shinsuke is on is Shinsuke's best run since NXT. Um, every match he's done has been great. His promos, allowing him to do promos in Japanese is brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Um, Cause you're doing pre-tape promos. You can throw the subtitles in. It's completely working for his character. I've always been a Shinsuke fan. I think we got massively screwed when they finally gave us WWE's version of Shinsuke and AJ, and it was just kind of a blow off to nothing. Um, I, I don't know. Shinsuke Nakamura is my good cop moment of the week. I, I got one question straight away. So you said that, that you were talking about the conspiracy theory. So does that mean we get two conspiracy theories this episode, or are we going to have one segment? No, 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 no. I, I just, you know, I'm trying to save us time, brevity, as you said. Um, so I, I brought that into my good cop moment as well because, you know, that's that's a crazy thought to think that they would be like, oh, we're going to use Shinsuke to bring in Okada. Mm-hmm. Um, Okada is booked to wrestle. Uh, Brian Danielson at Wrestle Kingdom on January 4th mm-hmm. um, is this so New Japan's contracts typically end in January and February because they always want people available for Wrestle Kingdom so could this be Okada's farewell to New Japan um, you know because obviously AEW is interested in Okada so if WWE well, wants him, this is they need to show him that he will be um, valued. You know, right, and seems I know very little about Japanese wrestling. Let me throw in one comment so I can claim that I know something. Um, so AEW signed Kota Ibushi. Wouldn't that be a, a good compliment to Kota Ibushi bringing in somebody like a Carter rather than going to WWE? Um. So I've I've thought about that. So first and foremost, I thought Kota Ibushi already worked for AEW. 
and I think a lot of people did too, because he's been there pretty regularly. <laughs> so when they were like, yeah, Bushi's all elite, I was like, yeah, wasn't that like six months ago? What? Um that that we'll 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 get to that uh later. Um Yeah, you just preserved my bad cop moment. Thanks, mate. Hey. So it, it's would he be a good compliment? Yes. However, I'm going to say that AEW is booking is not booking Japanese talent as well as they should. Uh, I feel like they're falling into kind of the same uh, issues that we've seen in the past with them, where they're like dream match, dream match, dream match, but that's it. They're, like. This person, you know, Okada shows up, or you know, I they had um Tanahashi, I think, did some some stuff for them, and it's like, oh yeah, look at this crazy dream match we're putting on, but then there's nothing for that person to continue with. There's no storyline set up for them, there's no nothing set up for them. Kota Ibushi's storyline essentially lately is oh well, he's friends with Kenny Omega. That's not a storyline. That's just the way things are. Um, I hope. I hope that Obushi does well because Obushi should have been, or well, WWE did try to sign Obushi after the Cruiserweight Classic, and he wasn't interested. He wanted to go back to Japan, um, which is you know cool. You know, Kyrie did the same thing. She was like, "Hey, I'm done. I want to go home for a bit." But now she's back, so awesome. Maybe Ibushi, maybe when his contract's up with AEW in the future, he comes over. Maybe that's one of the things they want to do is bring in more Japanese talent, get a working relationship with New Japan maybe or whatever, bring these talent in and show that they can have – that a, a Japanese strong-style worker can work within WWE. Um and Shinsuke is the easiest person to show them, like, hey, look, he's doing well. Don't you want to come and do well? Look at all the money we have. So that's me. Unless I'm completely wrong and Okada is the surprise signing at Full Gear. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. To further follow up, um, because I know you just mentioned Kyrie's back in the company. Literally, Kyrie Sane, first thing back in the company, she's in the biggest women's group in the company. They're pushing damage control massively. They're now, it seems to be a five person faction over on SmackDown now, with Asuka now joining Kyrie. They are really pushing the Japanese talent at the moment, and I am yeah. here for it. And that's the three three of the top in the Japanese world. women wrestlers, not even just in the world, like possibly ever. Yeah. Like these are top talent. These are talents who are going to go down with fight. other Japanese yeah. women, like, you know, Bolnakano. Like these are like your this is the modern you know and oscar's a veteran yeah like a veteran veteran people i think people forget sometimes oscar's in her early 40s yeah she's not 19 anymore well, I'm talking about lady's age of course but she yeah. is i thought yeah. i thought she was late 30s right you mentioned this on the show yourself well, yeah i lost track of her I, did you know Shayna baszler's 40 
I didn't know Shayna was, yes. Okay. So, yeah. you know, I mean, EO's been around the block. Like, Kyrie's been around the block. Like, these are not some 19-year-old collegiate athletes. You know, these are professional wrestlers who've been wrestling for, you know, 10, 15 years. Um, and, and I think that, you know, Matt, you bring up a great point. Maybe that's part of it, too. If there is this wooing of Japanese talent, putting three top Japanese stars in a faction together, because you know they're going to turn on Bailey and Kota. Like, you know they're going to spin off into their own faction, um, which is is great. I absolutely love it. Um, you know, maybe maybe this is WWE's way to woo some of that talent that's with AEW now, you know, like Hikaru Shida and Rio. Like, maybe they're trying to make a play at them, too. Who knows? Um, you know, I, I we, we've talked, you know, everyone's talked about it. This new regime is showing promise to bringing in not just athletes that they want to turn into professional wrestlers of bringing in wrestlers again um interesting interestingly enough uh the uh the insight uh last week or this week was with uh tyler breeze and he talks about it and this is something that never really occurred to me he talks about how wwe goes through cycles one cycle it's all big six foot four collegiate athletes that they want to bring in then the next cycle, it's all indie wrestlers that they want to bring in. Then the next cycle, oh, well, they want to bring in, you know, uh, power lifters, you know, really big, big seven foot tall guys. And they keep cycling through these these draft cycles, you know, these signing cycles that they do. They're all slightly different. Um, maybe we're looking at a cycle where WWE is really focused on bringing in international talent so they can start building these international PLEs that they want to do. Um, I don't know. I, I really don't know. But I have not been this excited about WWE specifically in a long time because it's it's finally to that point, just like they used to say in the 90s, you know, mid-90s Vince McMahon on commentary. Anything can happen in the World Wrestling Federation. You know, I feel like we're getting to that point again where it's like, I don't know what's going to happen. You know, just to give a little middle finger, I didn't know Kyrie was going to fucking be at Saudi Arabia. Someone fucking spoiled it. Um, but that would have been a really it was still a great surprise. But, uh, you know, Matt's a jackass. So that's that's a that that's that's what I got I, to say. I, I would like to just say for the because if you check the tape, I said that she was back with the company. I didn't say she was going to be at Saudi Arabia. I didn't know she was with the company either. You son of a bitch! This is not such good shit. Yeah, what are you doing talking about wrestling on a wrestling podcast? I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah, there's different uh, wrestling and spoiling shit. Rookie. And... Yeah, you're a rookie. I genuinely didn't think you should go to a Saturday Arabia. And that, that's butterfly. That's butterfly. Um, anyway, um, should I, I talk? I, I will talk. Um, I was at a wrestling event this past weekend. Graham's in the but... pictures and he's called me a thief. <laughs> 
Well, you were kind of teasing it. Here's a video of you. You say, oh, here's me. And you got a picture of the belt. And then clearly you're outside the building. It's nighttime. And you're walking off with the belt over your shoulder. So um, my first thought was, oh, my God, did Paris let you win like the 24 at 24-7 title or something? I was like, did something like that happen? And then my second thought was you nicked it. Okay. And uh, it was neither of those two. I did not steal the championship belt in question. I did not steal the CXW Extreme Championship, no. I did carry it to the car for the driver, however. Mm -hmm. um, however, I will just say that um, um, Paris has, um, obviously the championship can defend it anywhere, anytime, as long as there's a referee present. Um, which means that Joey Naylor, your new CXW Extreme Champion, um, He's wrestling at SOS this, um, um, in a few weeks' time, and he'll have it with him. So, could change hands there. Could do. Could. I'm not going to be there, so I can't see it for certain. Um, I just want to... Uh, it was a really weird day. CXW this, this past week. Um, I mentioned last week the amount of changes there were to the card, and there was still a couple of changes on the night. Uh, someone couldn't show, so it would mean a ten-man, a nine-man rumble, for example. Um, but the weird thing was it, apart from that, it took, it took us two and a half hours to do a, to do a forty-five-minute trip. Thank you, Roadworks. Stuck in a fucking queue for two hours. Bloody pricks! I tell you, it's annoying. What? The really weird thing was I got a solo entrance this time. And walking through that curtain with your arms outstretched like that. The pictures up the picture up on my socials. It's just and to have the whole crowd cheering for you. It was that was weird for a start. But then I'll go and sit at the announce table. And the wonder kid Johnny Storm sits down beside me as my co-com. That was literally my idea of wrestling Nirvana for me. I'm calling wrestling action with a 25-year-old, 25-year in the business veteran, 25 years in the business, giving me wrestling insights. Basically, I'm in heaven sitting there. It it doesn't get much better than that. I can't wait for you guys to see the footage when it goes up on the YouTube channel. For free, of course. So much good stuff happened. The landscape has changed in CXW. All four championships will be defended at Massive in March at Easter weekend we want hell one because eight could be cracking um it's terrible Drake I'm so sorry I'm so sorry <laughs> it was just really surreal I had the fan commentate with me which was really cool The fans also had a chance to win commentary at Matthew again, which is great. So another, so another fan got a chance to win it. Same bloke. 
won it again. No. I'm not joking. It was pure coincidence. It was so, so cool. Um, and every time we get a group, the group that always go back, who've got Down syndrome, and they're in the front row, they're really passionate. Uh, they've, they've had a bit of back and forth with Leonardo Darwin. They've chopped him across the chest before for part of, part of the fun. It's all good. They recognised me and gave me a hug. That was that was the moment. That was it for me. I was like, so I gave him my notes. I gave him my notes as a thank you. I was like, it, I got recognised, and I was like, that's it for me. I I've I've literally lived I've literally lived my dream as a wrestling fan and a wrestling employee. I've been recognised. <sighs> what more can I say? Um, Paris was also very complimentary as well. And on that picture, there was the mention, of course, the fact that you've lost three stones recently as well. I mean, looking good, buddy. Looking good. And, There's a um, picture of me. I did manage to get a little dig in as well. I can't remember what the comment was, but there was... They had me to get the headphones back, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You not managed to get a word in Edgeway since he joined the yeah, other thing. But no, but no, obviously it was um and I noticed that phrase magnificent is um appearing within CXW as well. So I know that you mentioned that it is the magnificent Matt Lewis as well. But I... the fact that every time I hear it, I know that that's from Jackson, just from a little throwaway comment. And I love that it's kind of sticking and it's been used as a as a positive and it's been used to describe you. And I, I think it's awesome. I, I love when I hear magnificent because I know that I know exactly where it came from. I've tried giving, I've tried in that vein, giving a nickname to Chris, calling him Chris Tastic, but it's not really working. I'm trying. I'll, I'll ask Jackson. I'll ask Jackson. <laughs> I'm not sure I have quite the same six year old innocence at this point, though, Graham. Nah, nah. If but you want to go please. blasphemous, you could call him Chris the Redeemer. Huh? Possibly. 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 I mean, I'm all about blasphemy. Yeah. Like, I'm one of these days, you know, I, I, I'm agnostic. I like the idea that there might be a higher power. And one of these days, one of those higher powers it's me, Austin! fuck me up. There is a higher power. It's positive about him, a Christmas cracker, I would have thought. Uh, Just off the top of my head. Well, that's Christmas Day. It is. Um, I'm just trying to think. Is there anything else? Oh yes, at the at the interval while they were clearing the ring of the debris from the uh, Extreme Rules match, um, the Tudor Fat podcast, which I was on the week before, took the the footage is out there on the YouTube channel already and on Facebook. They took chops from Mr. Tim Strange, from from Sunset Skip, the Peckham Playboy. And former guest Rudy Root, and four, four chops each. Not 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 four each. No 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 no. Oh, I was going to say. No 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 not, not say, I didn't see that. <laughs> Tim Strange gave one each to each of them. Uh, ben, one of them actual one of the actor from a uh, from Afterlife. He'd been in that thing with Ricky Gervais, and oh, okay. he came he came along to he, yeah he, he was he was he was game he was the first one he took took his shirt off took the shot bare chested the whole whole nine yards. I listened to the, their podcast this week and they were still in pain. <laughs> I got to listen to the uh, question and answer. You told me about it last week and I totally forgot to go look it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, it's, it's it's 
you may think this would be grand before I say, because during that, I put one of them in a headlock. <laughs> By the way, Graham, just let point out, the brace is off. Oh, yeah. I had, no, I had not noticed that this time. That's okay. Yeah, yeah the brace is off. Um, it's not healed fully yet, but I need to start exiling it properly, and I can't really do it with the brace on, so. Oh, Smackdown's on tonight. Finn Balor will be on. He should be. <laughs> Wait, no, that's his left hand. <laughs> yeah. Technically, he's right. Well, he doesn't want to look ridiculous and have one massive arm and one. I mean, well, I mean, then again, arm. you know, it's called the Stranger. It's Graham, cool. Graham, to be, Graham, to be fair, my arm is actually the muscle. Is that a tattoo? I've had a tattoo for like. I didn't a, know you had a tattoo. A, a decade, yeah. I have never seen that tattoo before. This is great for an audio podcast. Well, I've never took me. I've never. I've never showed you my army program. That huh. muscle there has got uh, because it's been compensated from the elbow. It's literally rock solid at the moment. Huh? What's the tattoo? I can't. Power Ranger lightning bolt. Oh, okay. Right. Hm. I like it. Do you like it, Ryan? I can barely see it. Just yeah, it's a little difficult to see. That's why. Yeah, we're... I'm also too fucking blind. So. Send me a send me an actual picture uh, to my uh, DM. Slide into my DM, sir. I will do it now. I mean, or we could continue good cop moments. Now. Oh yeah, while well, well, you're taking pictures and you guys are sliding. Yeah, absolutely, Graham. Why don't you tell what your bank account moment of the week is? Well, I send. Well, I, I think I already mentioned it. Spoiler on uh, social media, what it was going to be, but I know Matt <coughs> will hear about this in particular. So um, this was the VCW show in Alexandria. This was uh, Logan Easton LaRoe's final match, and um, I think somebody summarized it beautifully. Um, it was like a high school reunion. It was going back after five years nearly five years since nova pro closed and multiple people around the ring it was like oh look such and such is here and as you're walking around as i was walking around with jackson somebody would spot you and say i'm thinking i'm they're probably not going to remember me hey graham how are you and it, it was just really cool to be able to do that um because of demand they actually opened the doors half an hour earlier than planned and it was it was a sellout so i'm not sure exactly what the crowd was um it was definitely over 500 people i'm not sure it's kind of difficult to judge. i wasn't counting uh, but it was absolutely packed and i felt really sorry for the group that had to come on second that crowd was pumped they were fired up for match one uh they did have their high flyers in for match one which i think you want to get there but the crowd they were cheering they were clapping they were doing everything they could they were ready to tear the roof off that place it was really cool to be in a venue where the fans were so passionate and you never know that for a first show. Are you going to get knowledgeable wrestling fans or are you just going to get casual people there? I'm sure there was a lot of casual fans there knowing it was Logan's last match who just wanted to see him one time before he retired, perhaps if they'd not seen it before. Um, but yeah, no, it was, it was awesome. Um, the person who was also there, Wheeler Utah was also there as well. And, um, I wasn't sure how much he was going to be charging for things. We have his autograph because we used to see him at Nova Pro events. And I showed him. I showed him the picture when he was with Nova Pro at Mason on the debut. I showed him a year later when we have the, the card pictures that we have in their room, the big pictures with him signing that. And um, so I said, look, I, I don't... I asked him, I was like, how much is it for a photograph and autograph? He was charging very reasonable prices because for stars, for AEW, for things like that, they can certainly charge $40 for just one and then combo prices, whatever, $20 for both. Now, my only regret is, and I told Ryan I was going to do this, and Matt, I apologize. I, I don't know how it got away from me, and I didn't realize until about an hour before the show. I was going to print out the picture um, with you and Wheeler. 
and uh, get him to autograph that. Anyway, I did show him the picture and I said, look, we already have your autograph, but I would like an autograph for my friend Matt. So he starts to write it out and he's like, and I mentioned the fact, I showed him the picture obviously with the, the I said volleyballs originally and he was, I don't know, hold on, dodgeballs. And he's like that. He's like, would you like me to sign it as a sexy, stupid Yuda? Like the fans were calling me. I was like, absolutely. I would totally like you to sign it like that. So um, he has he has signed it for you. I have no idea when you're going to get this 8x10, but he could not have been any cooler. While we I'm were still waiting, waiting for rhinos. I, I know, I know. I didn't bring him over this summer, which was a mistake. Yeah, I got a collect. Oh, I got a couple of others that you don't even know about as well. So there will be a collection for you at some point. But no, he was really good with the kids. Um, but that, how cool is that? Just charging regular prices. A lot of people want to go talk to him. And then the main event, of course. So I'm skipping out a lot of the matches. This is not an MGB review. But the main event, Wheeler was a heel. Logan Logan was more face, which was kind of a little bit different. A uh, lot of people cheering for the 1%, of course, uh, which was awesome to see. And um, yeah, uh, Wheeler took out Logan. Wheeler got the win. And um, anyway, he came back into the ring because it's his last match. And he thanked Logan for doing all the stuff that he'd done for his career, looking out for him, feeding him when he didn't have any money. And then took him out and starts beating down on him. Oh, boo! Tons of boos. And uh, we assumed that was going to be the finish. And then unexpectedly, but a real delight for Nova Pro fans, mm. Matt, do you remember the first person who we saw, or well, not we, but who Mason and I saw when we went to our first Nova Pro event and we were so intimidated that we kind of walked past and then we're like, oh my God, did you see who that was? And then we went back and talked to them. Can you remember? Uh, Man, whenever I've asked recently, your knowledge has suddenly gone there. Uh, do you remember? Sanjay Dutt. Sanjay Dutt. Sanjay Dutt came back out and took out Wheeler Utah, send him back into the back. And then uh, Sanjay Dutt, like he did at the end of Nova Pro Shows, finished with his own little speech and then ended at that point. So great finish, great show, a lot of really cool matches. Nyla Rose featured very prominently as well. Um, yeah, it, it just really good show. Um, there's already announced the next show is going to be back. I don't think they've announced an official date. They said spring 2024. Uh, but yeah, good. If they're mm. selling out a show on their first show, um, they did ask at one point, how many people traveled more than two hours to get here? And there was hands going up. So the VCW fans are crazy. They traveled from Norfolk all the way up to here. We still don't know how many people went just because it was Logan and how many people went just because they wanted to see wrestling in Northern Virginia again. But great night. Great to see Logan. Went out on a high. Um, the only thing that was a little strange to me, and I don't know about you guys, if you know that somebody's going to retire, to me, isn't the signature thing that you take off your boots and you kind of, if you got any a hat like The Undertaker or you got your jacket, you leave it in the middle of the ring and you walk off? He didn't do that. I, I, I thought I, I was expecting that, but it didn't happen. Oh, you're shaking your head, Matt, so I guess that's not important. It's though. not an always thing. It, it's a oh, symbolic okay. thing they do sometimes, but it's not an essential thing, no. Oh, all right. Fair enough. It was one thing that I looked at and I was like, is that just because of the, how they finished the match with Sanjay coming out that they didn't do that? So, um, okay. If it's not that important, then it's not that important. No, um, there's um, no point in me setting the clock up for 90 seconds. I will, I will, just, say, I will just say, I apologise for my delay in, in giving you the answer, Graham, but it was me having to think back through quite a few years now um, to actually remember that first um um, MGB A1 review. <laughs> a long time ago, Greg. No, no, we never reviewed that. That was before the podcast. This is months before. You that mentioned podcast. it on the show. 
Oh, Paul. Oh, possibly, possibly. But no, we were watching Impact at that time. It was the six-sided ring as well. That's why we we're interested in it. And we didn't know Sanjay Dutt was going to be there. Um, so that was kind of a real shock. And then we, oh my gosh, we were in. Uh, yeah, I've. Yeah, I have never been so kind of nervous. Like, oh my gosh, that Sanjay. I was like, can we go and talk to him? Like, this is it, total rookies, total fans at that point. Uh, but he could not have been cooler. He had a kid around Mason's age as well. So, but yeah, great to see Sanjay Dutt back in the area as well. Ryan, anything to add, or do you want to go to speed check? No, no. All right, uh... speed check. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um. So first, uh. Drew McIntyre's heel turn on Raw. Absolutely loved it. Drew McIntyre looks like he's joining the Judgment Day, and I think that's fantastic, especially because they did everything they could to make us not think that was going to happen. First, having J.D. McDonough officially joining the Judgment Day, and then second, having uh, Drew give the sign of respect to Seth. Uh, They did everything to make us be like, oh, Drew's going to go turn face again. Fantastic. And then, boom, heel turn, shakes Rhea's hand absolutely loved it um sorry matt but uh osprey and uh josh alexander put on a fucking clinic in the main event of impact last night uh i know this was taped weeks ago this was taped i think the uh after bound for glory in chicago um but an absolutely phenomenal match uh also from impact last night um, them continuing the mini feud between Bully Ray and Jordan Grace. I absolutely love it. Um, even though uh, Bully and Devon are officially uh, on Legends deals with WWE now. Um, yeah. It's still, it's, you know, kind of been one of those like, is it happening? Is it not? But uh, in the new season of WWE Supercard, there are Bubba Ray and Devon cards, which means that they're kind of back. It means nothing. Uh, eh, it means they're in some sort of licensing deal. Dude, there's an Andre the Giant card. There's a what? There's an Andre the Giant card. Yeah, and they have a deal with his estate. He's been dead since 93. What the fuck does that mean? I mean, they're, <laughs> they're still in a state. His yeah. family still owns his likeness. His, yeah. You know, that, okay, Matt, we're going to have to have a, a chat about how licensing works at some point. Uh, I, just just like my chat I had with Graham about how fucking local TV works. But not enough hours in my life for that much mincing. <sighs> mm, mince meat pie, delicious. Anyways, um, uh, and my last good cop uh, speed check is I will say. For Graham, I will say the word bidet. Bidet. <laughs> He's talking about a bidet. It's bidet. Bidet. That great. I told him. That I told him. character from Don't Lose Your Head, the great film with Kenneth Williams and Sid James, um, with Camembert, a big cheese. Uh oh, God. Uh, fuck, I forget. The, I forget the the actor who says it, but there was a. There was an uh, an actor in an episode of Doctor Who who keeps saying eczema, and I always laugh when I hear the word eczema now. It's eczema. It, 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 it's 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 my eczema, and it eczema. makes me laugh. Eczema. I know that's not the way you Brits say it, but it's funny. Anyways, yeah, that's what I got this week. Uh, I'm sure I missed a, a ton, but you know, well, you only had ninety seconds, so that's that's fine. Matt, what you got? 
I want to I want to continue to talk about CXW a little bit. So we sure. use, so uh, I want to address um, how difficult it can be sometimes for to get wrestling fans in a uh, in an arena. Sometimes I mean, how many people were at VCW Graham? Uh, it was over five hundred, five hundred to thousand. That's I guess. the thing you see. Uh, we it took ninety minutes to do it. There was a long line. I say, I say, we. I say we. Um, at CXW, we had just shy of 300, mm-hmm. which, for context, there is a f- about three miles from Hawkwell, which is where um, Toto Toe was. They actually a promotion that's been about 15 years. They get 50, 60. If you have given them 300, they'd have snatched your hand off. They, 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 they told Paris, you could happily have Hawkwell because no one would go there. Um, basically, Harris, as you may have heard on Shooter Fat and and when he's been saying it on his socials, Paris did a lot, a lot of legwork to get toe to done. Thing is, he got it sold, which is great. And who turned up were serious wrestling marks. Serious, serious wrestling fans turned up. So I was kind of intimidated sitting there because I was thinking, as you may have heard, um, some of the clips which have been cut from the CW show before about what I say on commentary, like sound bites and all that. Because having gone mad for the power bomb last time with Tim Strange being like being power bomb, you you seen that clip, Graham? Under question, me saying power bomb. I feel under pressure now to like to have a phrase to throw out there every now and again. I feel pressure for that sort of thing. So like, do you script things? No, you don't script things because you can't do that. Because nothing worse than like doing like Michael Cole did with Shane and Taker at WrestleMania 32 when he's reading from a piece of paper for the love of mankind. There's nothing worse than that. But I had a moment. So much so, Paris actually turned around and smiled because it was during. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, it's a little bit of a little bit of a teaser for you. I literally was standing up. Johnny Storm was next to me. I was standing up, leaning on the commentary table, and I screamed, "Send him to hell!" It was wonderful. Oh, and. Uh, in apparently announced today, by the way, on the CXW feed, Blue Kane, the famous Brit wrestler Blue Kane, had been confirmed for the next show. All right, I'm going to start with something non wrestling, but um, Luis Diaz scoring two goals. for Colombia against Brazil in the World Cup qualifying. Why am I talking soccer? Not particularly because of that, but just the fact that his dad was in the crowd to watch it. For non-footballing fans, his dad had been kidnapped. Uh, obviously, that was a really stressful time for that family. But for to 12 be able to days. Him, for 12 days. To... Do you want to tell the story instead? Go on. Sorry. 
Fourth mutant. <laughs> to be able to see his, so obviously all the stress that went through, but to be able to see that, to be able to see two goals against a Brazil team that's probably one of the favourites for the next World Cup as well. Uh, really good to see. Um, but besides that, uh, uh Backlash France, Serra la tout premier événement, uh, Premium Live, organisé en France, au départ de la LDLC, Arena de Lyon Dessiné, le samedi 4 mai uh, 2024. Uh, w- oh, WWE Smackdown et Manera de la même arena, uh, la nuit présidente, oh, sorry, précédente, uh, Macron la première fois que Smackdown sera diffusé depuis la France. Uh, pensez, monsieur, c'est mon ferré de mauvais moment policier. Et toi, Ryan? So, okay. A, I'm assuming Graham speaks some French. Oui, monsieur. The, the last um, one was thoughts, gentlemen. Otherwise, we'll have bad cop moments. So, uh, I, I was an idiot <laughs> and I took French for uh, three years in high school in a place that is predominantly, uh, if you don't speak English, you predominantly speak Spanish. Uh, and I took French, um, and I learned such great phrases as uh, "my grandma mange like card de credit," um, and uh, yeah, you no, your credit card. My, my grandmother eats her credit card. Oh, cards. okay. Yes, uh, I, I, I clearly did not pay enough attention in that class, uh, mainly because there's no reason for me to have learned French, but I did, mm. and not very well. Avec vous la bibliothèque. Avec vous la bibliothèque. Vous avez-vous couché avec moi ce soir? Oui, monsieur. Um, on le bibliothèque. Uh, in the no. library? Yeah. <laughs> Would you like to go to bed with me in the library? That's, uh, you know, I, close I enough. I slept in worse places. Me too. Um, so, uh, I really, really, really love that. I once slept in Graham's car. Interesting. With Graham, he was driving. So yeah, technically. Oh eh, well, Um, I really I I love that um, other countries are getting uh, pay per views. I think that's really really cool that they're doing that. I love it especially as a United States fan, a fan in the United States rather, that I get afternoon pay per views. (laughs) I absolutely love when it's four or five o'clock and I'm like, Oh, show's over time to go back to what I, or whatever I was doing. Um, I'm a big fan of that. I even like it more. Let's throw in another arrested development reference. Uh, it's on Cinco de Cuatro. And uh, that is uh, exciting to me. It's five to four. So there's a joke in arrested development where the rich white people have a holiday called Cinco de Cuatro and it's so they can use up all the stuff. So the Mexicans can't use it on Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> it's a joke from the show. I don't remember that scene, but that's yes, it, it's the entire plot of season four is Cinco de Cuatro. So I'm excited that it's on Cinco de Cuatro. This made five seasons. Yes, and it's an amazing show. It sounds yeah, worse really than Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It's really funny. I really like Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Fuck you. Oh, my word. Um, it's very lucky that I had... Um, uh, I have a French... Oh, I, I, no, I'm sorry. I have I have breaking news. Oh, I have breaking news. Uh, Steel Trash Can uh, was in the hospital, but he's okay now. Get well soon, Trash Can. Get a new lid. 
um, I'm not going to say what happened, but he had a rough night. And uh, yeah, that's all I have to say about Cinco de Cuatro or whatever we're talking about. Uh, So, yeah. I think we're talking about France's new pay-per-view. I think you'd figure out what I was talking about. I think... Have I, have, yeah, no, we're talking about backlash in France. It's backlash, backlash, which actually translates to... Um, to um, I believe, oh, oh, it translates to... What's that word for me? Agincourt. I think Agincourt, so... <laughs> no? I appreciated that joke. I liked it. I was about to say before I got cut off, it's lucky I had a French student in my class because obviously the translation part was easy. You just type it in Google Translate. Wait, you had I a... You stopped your class today. Okay, do you want to listen to Jesus Christ? You guys are so fucking annoying. Like I can, like I can remember basic enunciation of things, but in my head, twenty twenty four. I thought the French people said it's twenty hundred and twenty four, because all it says is two o two four, which is no help to me. So I had to ask my uh, French student what it was. So no, it's two thousand and then twenty four. So it was de mille, whereas originally I thought it was uh, vingt cent. Which I think is twenty hundred, but hey. So I wanted to make sure I knew that people would pick up on it if it wasn't hundred percent accurate. I did not know that Ryan spoke French though, so I'm glad I went to that extra effort to make that right. Um, but I did like bad cop moment in France. That was not part of that. I had to type that in. I'm sure that was probably not a perfect translation. I don't think they necessarily have that phrase "bad cop moment" in uh, French. I I I appreciate the fact that if you do, we're gonna move to bad cop because the bad cop moment there, Graham, you had I forget I'm fluent in French, of course. So, <laughs> sorry, we, I'm barely fluent in English. We we know, we know, we know. All right, bad cop moments. Let's do it. Good. Bad. Ryan, you get your wish. Matt, what's your main bad cop moment of the week? We got to keep him happy, otherwise he'll just be he'll be upset for the rest of the episode. So we'll mix the order up. He can go last. Yeah, there's been some. It has been some rough stuff this week. Um, particularly, two things have stood out to me in particular. One of which I'll address later. Um, this one I want to address is uh, how is this guy still getting airtime for a start? Quote Get rid of the new day. Get rid of them. They've run their course. They're done. My God. Baseball players don't play baseball for 25 years. Huh? Who the hell is that? Is that Jim Cornette or something? Vince Russo. Yep. Oh. Vince Russo thinks the WWE should fire the New Day because they're irrelevant. What was the baseball reference? I is don't get it. I don't... That's all he talks about. He 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 talks about baseball more than wrestling now. And by that, I mean he bitches about wrestling and then talks about baseball. Okay, he's just like, he, he, he's they just haven't like been Cornette. wrestling for 25 years, though. So but he the- says they've moved they've moved past their prime so it's time to oh. get rid of them says the guy who spent most of his career pushing guys who are way past their prime oh, good. Nash who well, no he he didn't push that was Bing <laughs> that was Bischoff but he came in later on and it was all Bret Hart and Nash and Hall and I think I think Russo did the Halls and alcoholic storyline which he was an alcoholic, so it was even worse. Um, anyways, but yeah, <laughs> fuck that guy. I, yeah. I don't, under, I don't understand. Yeah, my main bad cop moment is the fact that people are still giving that cunt airtime. 
we hard cunt that? right there. Oh, we're leaving that in. I'm leaving that fucking in. I'll say it again, cunt. Why don't you call the episode that as well? No. No, <laughs> I'm calling it I'm calling it decorum and brevity. Okay. Hey, or well, maybe, I'm or maybe go... maybe elk. Ryan can go last because I actually have a, a quote as well for a bad cop moment as well. Um, so this is kind of a short one. Um, the quote itself is, I think, a good cop moment, but the person who it's about is the bad cop moment. Um, I got to be honest, I'm not really that close with this organization right now, so you guys might be able to fill this in a little bit. Um, I saw this on, the, I think it's PW Guru, uh, November 13, and the quote is from Effie. Quote, you know what I told Billy Corgan? I said, go fuck yourself. They asked me to come work NWA. They begged. They had multiple people call me to come work NWA. You know what I said? I'm not helping you. They said, Tyrus isn't here anymore. You know what I said? You leaned into what Tyrus was doing, which was hate speech and Fox News bullshit for such a long period that it fucked you. And now you want Effie to come in and fix things and go a PR job? Nope, I'm not helping you. I don't need you, and I'm not helping your company look competent. Then what happens? You blow your TV deal with a CW because oh, the GCW guys are smoking crack? Is that the rumor going around? No. The NWA guys are doing fake cocaine live on the air and getting pulled off the fight TV and losing their TV deals. Oh my god. You want Effie to come in? Alright, well guess what? It's as easy as giving me 50 million, you stupid dumbass piece of shit. Go be a rat in a cage, dumbass Billy Corgan, you fucking loser. End quote. Now, I do not follow the NWA very closely. They were doing a, a storyline involving <coughs> drug use. Now, I've heard Tyrus is not a good person, but I didn't really look into the story too much because there's lots of pieces of shit in wrestling anyway. Um, good on Effie <laughs> calling out their bullshit. Um, I think Effie has had offers before from other companies and he's turned them down so i'm not surprised he would have turned down nwa even if there weren't any issues to be honest i think he makes more money on the indies he sets his own agenda he wrestles the matches he wants i think he's having a great time on the indies and he's making a good living from it but oh my god i hadn't realized the nwa had fallen that far from grace i had the, i remember talking about the t the, the tv deal and i think that was a good cop moment a few weeks ago and now they've gone and lost that because of some of the choice they made um nwa is my bad cop moment of the week from what i've heard i'm wondering if you you guys have any more insight on that story so so first and foremost um i mean i agree like that that you know they pushed tyrus they pushed ec3 they pushed a lot of problematic people uh within their organization which is definitely i can understand you know why effie because because tyrus you know he does fox he has a very 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 right-wing view on the world which i you know, unfortunate to say, and this is not all Republicans. I understand this is, you know, Republicans who follow a certain Lord Dampnut. Um, but not all Republicans feel this way. And I want to make that very, very clear. Not all right wing people feel this way. But I believe Tyrus did make some comments about trans people and you know homosexuals and thing like that and i can you know i don't i don't really i don't i i don't i don't fuck with people who do that kind of stuff like but you the cocaine would be pissed then yeah the cocaine angle i really think it's being blown hat no pun intended out of proportion oh okay. I, I i really like i didn't see it i don't know how bad it was but like it's it's pro wrestling it's fictional like you know 
You can yeah. choose what to what your storylines and narratives are, though, and you can yeah. avoid things that would be that might compromise a TV deal, for example. Sure, this maybe wasn't the time to be doing that. I didn't know they got pulled from Fight. Like I don't like I didn't hear that. That's crazy. Again, like the Rascals. I'm going to use the Rascals for an example. Their theme song in TNA is the sound of them sparking a bong as it were and then there's smoke they did they when they were in wwe when it was uh wesley and and zachary Wentz, uh uh whose name i'm blanking on nxt anyways they did a bunch of vignettes backstage where there was just smoke everywhere and they were kind of glazed over and stuff you know, like, I mean, I understand that obviously marijuana and cocaine are two very different things. I just think that there there must be something Better else. Better in price brackets. Yeah. Um, but we got uh, Nash Carter. Thank you. Uh, we are getting nice. Um, you know, and this is actually going to was almost my good cop moment. WWE's back on UPN because NXT is going to be on CW and CW is what came of UPN. So, you know, it worked out. That's all I got to say about the matter. Um, but yeah, no, good on Effie for standing his ground. Um, I've always liked Effie. Um, you know, obviously, you all know I'm a big Alley Catch fan. So, like, you know, she as soon as she kind of, you know, for me, gave the stamp of approval to Effie, I was like, now nah, I'm down. Like, <laughs> I've I wouldn't listened to it in a while, Matt, but I might have to dig out the old, um, oh God, I can't remember the name of the company, the, the little thing that he did for us. Cameo. Cameo. Thank you. I might have to listen to the cameo. I've not listened to it since. Very, since very cool long. cameo he did for me in 2020, for sure. Um, uh, it was th- that long ago? I moved in with Chris twenty twenty. You going? Yeah. Oh my god! I didn't. If you, I'm terrible at guessing times. I thought it was like eighteen months ago. Well, it feels like last week, Graham. Sometimes. Wow. Uh, by the way, the the middle finger was the fact that he didn't get a penalty again to England in this game. The referee is is more bent than I am. Yeah, but... yeah. No, this is a decorum moment. <laughs> Nobody gives a fuck about the TV show you're watching while we're recording. Well, um, I switched it off. I switched. It I off. I would, but I actually need to speak about this because. As much as people, as I'm a big Effie fan. Oh, I thought you meant about the Malta game. No, no, big, 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 big fan of of Effie, obviously. You know, his big gay branch is one of of the biggest indie shows of the year, far I'm concerned. Yeah. (sighs) I'm going to name and shame at this point, okay? Because I need to. Someone called um, Kev Z Castle on Twitter. Don't really know much about the guy. He's got 8,000 followers, though. Hmm. <clears throat> Quote. But in a plot, quoting Effie, roasting in the way for not going there tonight. This dude, Effie, had a serious delusional view of his value to pro wrestling. I'm not a Tyrus fan, but Tyrus is way more known and successful. Corgan and company begged Effie to come to NWA, told Billy to go fuck himself. Any written or recorded evidence to back this up? Probably not, faggot. <gasps> okay. Bad and the on. amount of people in the in the replies to that that agree with him. Oh, for fuck's sake. 
But this this one, I love this one, Graham. Um, it's fantastic. Uh, where is it? 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 Um, oh, you kind of fame it. Someone said about apparently if he's only claimed the fame with Jarrett returning to GCW for a match, as he's only claimed the fame with that match. Apparently, no, he's bigger than that. This one is where is it? Where is it? Where is it? I do apologize. <clears throat> From um, old dirty chief replying to that. What the hell is GCW? I thought it was Georgia Championship Wrestling. I swear I can't keep up with all these pop-up wrestling indie shows anymore. Wow! <laughs> GCW, one of like the biggest, are you the funny. biggest indie company in the world now? Georgia Championship Wrestling. Wow. <laughs> That's good. All right, Ryan, what's your main bad cop moment of the week? Uh, so first, I do. I have uh, additional information on my breaking news. Uh, Steel trash can had some stones rattle around down in his trash can, uh, bad enough where it did uh, uh, require a hospital stay. And I have his permission uh, to reveal that. Uh, he says, "Stay hydrated," uh, and he appreciates the well wishes. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's uh, not very pleasant experience at all. No, I've luckily yeah. never had it. I'm actually uh, overhydrated right now because uh, I have a stomach bug. So I am hydrated. So I'm glad he told me that. Nonetheless, I uh, got right. some Gatorade, got some water here. Uh, anyways, get well soon, Steel Trash Can. Bad cop moment, uh, and this is gonna sound weird, just because I sang his praises earlier. Uh, and it is Mr. Uh, Kota Bushi. Uh, this week on Dynamite, they had a promotional match, which apparently is okay if AEW does it, but it's like the worst thing ever if WWE does it. Weird double standard there, just throwing that out there. Uh, but they had a uh, like a dragon street fight to promote the new game uh, uh, coming out, like a dragon, the man who erased his name. It's um, a good game. I played it. I'm not a huge fan of the action ones. I haven't tried uh, the turn-based ones yet, but I'm, that, I'm planning. This one is not turn-based. Yeah, this one's the action game. Yeah, I, I didn't like the old Yakuza game, so I doubt I'll like this one. Just not my style. Uh, I don't like that kind of beat-em-up. Anyways, moving on. Uh, so during the match, for some fucking weird reason, they had Kodabushi riding around on a bicycle. I do. And hitting people with a lead pipe. And by hitting people with a lead pipe, I mean gently tapping them while driving a bike very slowly around the ring. It looked terrible. It looked awful. Are we Except talking on the same level as when Brian Kinnick was riding that bike around the ring doing the Undertaker segment in 2003? Uh, no, this is way worse. Um, that can't be possible. I'm I'm talking Hogan's chair shot to uh, Conan levels of tapping them with a fucking lead pipe. The only benefit of this entire uh, situation was at the end when Brian Cage fucking clotheslined the shit out of him off of the bicycle and folded him in half with this brutal clothesline. Uh, the rest of the spot was absolutely atrocious from one of the best wrestlers on the planet. 
from a company that promotes how good its wrestling is. This was one of the dumbest things I've seen in years. This was Vince booking in 2010 levels of bad. It was horrible. It was so goofy. It, it was it was just bad. I love goofy shit in wrestling. This just looked stupid, and I really, really hated it. Um, and I love Kota Ibushi, and this was such a good match too. It it was a fun. It was your your generic like prop based street fight, which I'm a big fan of. I love your tricker tricker street fight. You know, I love that kind of crap. Uh, the, you know, uh, and it was Ibushi, Omega. Jericho and Big Show versus uh Brian Cage Takeshita. Oh fuck, I don't remember who the Don Callis family. We'll just call it that. And I, I really loved it, except for this this one spot just made me so unbelievably sad. <laughs> um, it was just bad. It was bad. Uh Coda should feel bad. Tony Khan should feel everyone should feel bad for the spot. Whoever came up with this idea should feel bad. It didn't look good. That's what I got. Okay. What enough. the hell is Paul White doing wrestling in 2023? Uh so actually I thought they handled Paul White really, really well. He didn't do a lot. Uh he chokes for the last 20 years. He chokeslammed, uh, whoa, 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 whoa. You you leave you leave Paul White. I mean, when you're that big, your body fails a lot earlier. He, he's lost 150 pounds, and he looks in amazing shape before oh, he does. WWE. But, you know, he's north he's of 50 old. now. He's north of 50 yeah. now. He should, if he's going to be a commentator, be a commentator. They, Commentators they, should not no, get hold in on. the ring. Matt, decorum now. Decorum. They handled him really well. He chokeslammed uh, Kyle Fletcher. He chokeslammed him off the stage through some tables. Uh, he hit a couple like WMD style punches on people. And then he took one bump. Uh, and it was Powerhouse Hobbs, who's now the fourth one. I got all four of them now, finally, by going through the match in my head. Um, Powerhouse Hobbs uh, scoop slammed him onto a, like the windshield of a car. And then he was out of the match the rest of the match. They handled it really well. They knew what his limitations were. He took one big bump and that was it. Um, I thought they handled it fantastically with uh, Captain Insano himself, Paul White. Graham is typing something desperately. Just say it out loud. <laughs> I'm changing my devil's advocate. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. I think I know what. I've only given material to work with here. Um, <laughs> I um, forgot to do one for you. I had a, a weak ass one, but I you think want me to do, do a speed check, then, Graham? Do a speed check, please. Yes. Okay. Um, I'm going to start my serious one first. I had two, but I've, I've got a serious one and a not so serious one. Um, Full Gear is this coming Saturday night, I believe. Yeah. So it's tomorrow, yesterday. Um, Sting sixty. Sting tomorrow, is... yesterday. What are you talking tomorrow about? as we're recording yesterday? That's going out. Oh, okay. Sixty-four years old. Sting will be wrestling. Okay. Now, whether or not I agree with that, and whether or not he, he should, no, whether or not he should be putting in his body in that sort of position at his age, is irrelevant at this point. Okay. 
But the fact that he can still even do that is a credit to how he kept the body in good shape. I will give him that. Better shape than Flair's in, that's for sure. Um, it's his 11th match of the year. For context, people, that's the same amount of matches as Roman Reigns this year. Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns is younger than me. That should not be the fucking case. No offense to Sting. You know, he's going out on his own terms. You know, he's going to go out at the top of one of the best, of one of the, one of the top two companies in the world. Okay. But Sting should not be wrestling the same amount of time as the undisputed universal WWE champion. It's bizarre. It's just bizarre. And my, and my not, and my maybe not quite a serious one is, um, who here knows who Tay Tay is? Who? Tay Tay. Tay Tay. Uh, yeah, Tay. Um, or should I say Trey Tay? Uh, as in um, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelshay. Oh, jeez, I'd not heard that shortened form. Thank you for sharing that. You're very welcome. I'm down with the kids that were. Um, yeah, I'm not entirely sure if you if you are aware of this. Um, Taylor Braxton um, is over. Um, her boyfriend um, Travis, since she has seen the pictures of him and Taylor Swift together, um, got asked out on a date and they asked if I could have dinner at eight thirty. I'm sorry, but we'll not be available at that time. If we're not mean by by six p.m., you'll not be able to get me out of my house. Taylor Braxton, you are a half decent WWE announcer, okay? Compared to Kevin Patrick, to put it that way, okay? You you haven't got as Bad of views as Charlie as as Charlie Caruso did. Okay, fully love what what you do with Paul Heyman on on camera. People thinking it's adorable. What you about about having this about having Travis as your imaginary boyfriend up until Taylor Swift came around. That is literally like me thinking I'm married to Finn Balor. Kayla, it's not cute. It's not adorable. Fuck off. There are so many things going wrong right now. Okay, so... I understand what your bad cop is, and I agree with you. A, I didn't know that that tweet was about a fictional date. Or something. What? This is the most confusing thing in the world. Second, I agree with her 100%. Like, if you are trying to meet up at 8.30, like, no fucking way. I'm already done. I'm done 8.30 for the is a perfectly fine time to go for a meal. Yeah, a meal when I'm sitting down watching TV. <laughs> I thought Ryan was younger than me. <laughs> I didn't realize. I, I am. I have more time for a date, you kid. <laughs> I, well, no, 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 no. Hold on a second. Um, a dinner date at eight thirty is too late. A bar, concert, club date at eight thirty? Sure, let's go. Because then you got the whole night ahead of you. So first and foremost, Graham, I've been a fan of the early bird special since I was like twenty five. <laughs> I'm about to say early bird special. 
Red Lobster. Yeah. At 4 p.m. at Red Lobster. I was just about to say, he's at ready Red to Lobster. Uh, he knows how to treat a woman right. He takes us to Bob Evans at 4.30 p.m. One, one of my friends made fun of me on my birthday that you guys forgot, by the way. Um, oh, uh, 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 two weeks in a row, come on. I'll, I'll continue this for a while. Um, for For going to get dinner at like five o'clock on my birthday because I was hungry and I want I wanted food and I wanted it now. And so what the fuck's the point? Like I eat, I eat every hour. Well. Like some people, like if you don't start working until nine o'clock, I, I think later dinner is fine. I, I have to be up by before six o'clock. So when I have to factor in when I got breakfast, and we have lunch ridiculously at school because it just depends. We got five lunch shifts to get through. So this year is not so bad. It's eleven thirty, but we've had lunch at ten thirty in the morning before. I, I can't make it through until six six thirty seven o'clock for for dinner. Uh, like I, I'm one in five o'clock or sometimes even earlier. So I'm going it on depends a on your schedule. I'm going on a tangent here. I'm sorry, Graham. Um, when you were doing Zoom um classes back during the pandemic, mm-hmm. how did recess work? Well, they didn't have recess. There was a break. Well, they're talking about um, if we have a massive amount of snow days, that we'll have to teach live again on Zoom. And uh, the plan for that is that they will build in a lunch hour, which might not sound unusual to English voices, but American listeners will know you do not get an hour for lunch. Uh, we have, I think right now, 24 minutes to eat lunch at school. Why is ridiculous? And within that time, students have to walk downstairs, get in line, get their food, eat their food, and then start walking. So um, I think why that like an hour why, why 24? Is that like an odd number? Uh, it's just because there's five five lunch sessions, so it works out. It's just how it works out to uh, keep the length of the lesson the same. Uh, but allow everyone to eat within that same amount of time. Fair enough. Well, for context, my lunch break at school was 45 minutes. So well, When I first started teaching, mine was an hour and 15 minutes. And what? then they were like, this is too long. Um, people are up to mischief. Let's cut it down. And it was like an hour. Football. Football. We're having a lunchtime, Graham. It was, it was usually the sixth form versus everyone. Yep. Yeah, so uh, very different times teaching in America, but yeah, no, we did have a lunch hour in England, but we don't even close, and no recess in uh, in high schools in America either. Whereas in England, do you get a, a coffee break in the morning or a tea break for for the teachers, but also to allow the kids to, hey, you know, do things like socialize or kick a football around or talk or anything. But no, we 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 don't have that in American high schools. But... Fair enough. What's your speed check, Graham? Uh, my speed check is back to VCW and uh, the food. Um, they didn't have concessions like they normally would have, but there was a table set up, and Jackson, of course, was hungry like he always is. Mason and I were both good. Um, so we got hey, like hot dogs. Let's go check, see what they got. See, he doesn't like hot dogs. That kind of limits it. We looked to see. They were doing uh, chicken wings, chicken tenders, and I don't remember what the other thing was, but like $10 for a little basket meal. Like, fine, no problem. Started waiting in line, and this line's moving really slow. And I said to Mason, I was like, do you mind waiting? Can I give you the money? Do you mind waiting? And I'm going to take him back, because he wanted to see Boar again. He loves Boar right now. Uh, He got a fist bump from him as we were leaving, so he was excited. I was like, let's see if we can get you a t-shirt. Anyway, we went back. Boar wasn't there. He was walking around, and we didn't get Anyway. We met other wrestlers. We got to... Oh, I didn't even mention we got to meet people like Mikey Banker again. We got to meet Josh Fuller. Um, I actually took Jackson around with me. I was like, for old times sake, Josh, would you like to tease a nine-year-old? <laughs> so it was good to see those guys again. Anyway, so we did that. And... um 
Anyway, we went. They started to announce the next match. So Jackson and I sat down, and I texted Mason. I said, "Look, do you want to switch places? Um, because the first match is on." He said, "No, it's fine." So he waited, and anyway, he came back without food. So we're like, "What happened?" And he's like, "Oh, they got to change the oil. It's going to be oh, sorry, no, no. Uh, it's going to take ten to fifteen minutes. Um, well, I just got to go back and get it." So I'm like, "That's fine." He went. Then he went back to get this like ten to fifteen minutes later, and they were like, "Yeah, you're gonna have to wait even longer. We had to change the oil." Like, say. Anyway, he stayed there for a little bit longer and then came back and did not bring chicken tenders, but bought chicken wings, which I don't like. Jackson's not a big fan of and Mason wasn't hungry. So we had the wrong meal. It took a ridiculous amount of time and just BS excuses. Like you can't have a concession stand where you're waiting 20 plus minutes to get food. You got to have quick turnover. You got to have, like you said, the hot dogs. You got to have like slices of pizza. You got to have things you can do quick. And unfortunately, that was the only how, downside at VCW. How long, how long was the show? How long was it into the show? Uh, this was at the intermission. So this would have been okay. So an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah, so okay. they could have had all that stuff ready your, as well. Yeah. Your deep fry oil is going to last a three to four to five hour wrestling show. You don't it, have it to change it that often. Excuse. There wasn't that many people in line, but they were just slow. And I was like, this is just this is just that. As somebody who's been filtering deep fat fries since he was 16 and he's 40 next year. Trust me, my favorite. I've got a bit of experience when it comes to oil. And Ryan is exactly right. Oh, it's I, I work my first like one of my first jobs. My uncle owned a. Uh, a hot dog slash ice cream truck not the kind that would drive around just kind that like parks at a park um yeah, no one me yeah yeah so you know i you know burgers hot dogs ice cream whatever and you know french fries and stuff like that we had a deep fryer we would change the oil like once every two days and you change it when it starts getting dirty like you can look at it and know if it's good so they would have known yeah immediately one of one of the um, one of the worst things for me because I watch I, I watch a lot of bar rescue and things like that because I like trash TV, but also when I see them I see like they go to the kitchen sort of thing and you see all the gunk and things in the fryer I'm thinking like that's not been cleaned in months. Oh yeah, you can maybe you can immediately years. tell when it's when it's like frothing and foaming like that. That's from all the gunk and. The, there's no way it can cook properly. And sometimes the oil is literally, there's no problem left at all. It's literally just boiling in. I mean, for oil to break down that much is ridiculous. That's just bullshit. If you, lucky I wasn't there, Grandma. I'd have been putting wipes on. I'd have been in the kitchen. I'd have been barking orders. I made the mistake of not taking that back, not taking this and said, this is ridiculous how long we had to wait. And we did not order chicken wings. We ordered chicken tenders. Because I know Mason knows exactly what we ordered. And he did not give the wrong order. No. So we, it was the whole thing was just... I'm saying, normally people can blame a teenager for this. But Mason's pretty good at that sort of no, stuff. No, th th there was no way. They were just incompetent. And you know that that was a lie yeah. they gave him. They, yeah. I don't know what the hell they were doing. But yeah. See, so see if you go to a show like CXW, you get beer and sausage. Simple. Oh, Jesus go. Christ. Cheap pops all day. Oh, bang, bang! God. All right, Ryan. Speed, uh, speed check. check. <clears throat> uh, so, uh, semi-bad cop. Uh, Dynamite was weird. It was either the matches or segments were either really great or really terrible. Like, there was no in-between on Wednesday night. It was just like, it's either good or it's bad. Very, very strange. Usually their shows were either really good or really bad. This was a weird in-between. Um just just strange 
Um, I was going to say, uh, you know, NWA losing their TV deal, but I feel like we already went over that. Uh, way to fuck up. Not smart. Um, uh, my, my, my last, I, I'm just going to end, end on a simple note. Another fucking mystery announcement. Really? You do one of, you do two of these a week, Mr. Khan. You do two of these a week. And with that being said, I have promised, uh, as our, as our, our good friend, Ben Gandhi, uh, you know, posted, I have a huge announcement to make. I have a massive announcement that is going to change. Shut the fuck up. I am in the middle of something. I have an announcement that will change the landscape of professional wrestling podcasting as we know it. This is huge, monumental. This changes everything. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, I really like professional wrestling. Oh, I'm sorry. Was that too much like Tony Khan's announcements? Um, I'm sorry. I I, I learned from him, so that's just how I make announcements now. It's fucking ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. So, okay. A, one of the things I like about AEW is it, it brings that excitement again. You know, when there's a big debut, someone who we haven't seen in a while shows up, or like when Adam Cole, Daniel Bryan, like these were big fucking debuts. You're announcing a signing ahead of time. That's even worse, because why not just let it happen? If it's a big name, why not just let it happen at the show? Why not have a an open challenge? Why not have a mystery partner? Why not blah, blah, you know, there's so many ways you can do this. And you say, oh, well, we're going to sign someone. Uh, I, I mean, we've all seen, you know, there's a lot of rumors, a lot of speculation who it could be. You know, Osprey's the big name that keeps, you know, going around. Um you know, Okada, uh, Mercedes Monet. If it's Mercedes, that's a bad, bad move because you're making a big deal on someone who's going to get lost in the shuffle immediately in your terrible women's division. Their it's women's division is well. terrible. It's not put well, Graham. I think you're wrong. I think if they get Mercedes Monet, that would be an awesome. I, if if, if, if they can, if they can actually her. have a good women's division, she would be an extremely extremely big get for them because i i out of the people sitting right here and probably a lot of the people listening at home out in radio land i'm one of the few people who got to see mercedes kv i got to see 18 19 year old sasha banks in front of 40 people at an elks lodge you know she has been phenomenal since then. She was in WWE not too long after. Uh, um, she's good. She's real good. Um, and I just where I hope wherever she ends up, she gets the push she deserves. Um, and I'm not sure. It is. It's whatever the fuck I say it is. This is no longer speed check, Graham. I know. I am he, definitely setting the clock next time because this is yeah. ridiculous. No, this, this, this is this is not that. This is this is part of my massive announcement. Good.
bed. Hey, fan cop moments. Uh, I'm going to open up with a first time responder. Uh, Angel visits perfect at visits Angel. Um, Angel's been really good at um, promoting us, um, like liking, retweeting, things like that. So I included a Angel in the list uh, this week and uh, did get a response. Uh, good cop moment, I'm assuming. It doesn't say. Uh, Kodo Ibushi signs with AEW. I said, I want to know what your thoughts. And uh, that was a comment I got. I'm assuming that's a good cop moment. I'm going to assume that. Just good cop moments, pretty much like a lot of our fans do. Matt, anyone else? Yeah, we've got, we've got several. I'm going to go with um, I'm going to go with um, Jamal Holmes. Uh, good cop moment. Cody Bushi something with AEW. Yeah. Bad cop moment. Drew screws Cody and Jay out of their rematch for the undisputed WWE tag team titles. Um, someone buying into the kayfabe there. Obviously, it's obviously good booking. It's obviously good booking. But uh, I do I do agree that obviously people are invested in storylines. It's all good. Got to be patient, right, Matt? The payoff will be worth it in the end. Well, the McIntyre payoff was was certainly very good. Looking forward to what to do with that, to be sure. Ryan, do you even have your phone open yet? Uh, yeah, and I do it on my computer like an adult. These I work with children. Children. Decorum, Ryan. Decorum. Decorum, please. Um, we are going with. The person who I hope to work with the most in 2024, Mr. Dan Griffin. Good cop moment. France is getting a WWE PLE on Cinco de Cuatro. Very exciting. I'm, I I love this. I love this. Everything they've done internationally and outside of the continental U.S. has been phenomenal over the past 12 months. So always that's, that's awesome. Uh, best cop moment gone to watch a compilation of let's fuck this up. Eric Morkane on more, 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 more come. Matt? More, more come. Welcome. Yeah. More come. more come. Gotcha. On uh WS for the upcoming Haystacks, big daddy season finale, funniest bloke of all time and a bad cop moment. Don't have any. Has not really been paying attention, watched enough wrestling. That is a bad cop moment, Dan. Watch more wrestling. Thank you and uh, good night. Eric Morgan is one of the funniest guys I've ever had the privilege of seeing on TV ever. I did visit Morkham, um on my tour of Britain this summer, and I did get my picture next to the uh, the Eric Morkham statue. And actually, Jackson is recreating the stance of Eric Morkham as well in that picture. I, yeah, I'd like to point out as well, Ryan, that Eric Morkham, um is technically speaking as well, um, a pseudonym as well. It's not actually his real name. Mm-hmm. No, it's just because he was come from the town. Well, yeah. that was it. Yep. Um, high five Tom, hashtag good cop moment. Although I don't watch much of any cable TV wrestling, the simple fact is wrestling is thriving better than it has been in a while. So my moment is that wrestling is a good place and the future is bring. Huh? A knock on wood. I'm, I'm not sure what he was trying to say there. There's obviously some typo there. Sorry, Tom. I'm not sure. Did he miss out the O and boring? Surely not. I, I bright, Graham. Oh, bright. Okay. It, well, that's... it all corrected, unfortunately, for him. Yes, it did. I couldn't think, I could not imagine what it All I could see was boring. <laughs> I knew that would not have been a good yeah. combo. I'm Brock, gonna, I think I'm you're gonna, right. I'm going to Danny with Scottish Juggalo. Um, good cop. Paul Birchall returning wrestling in the NWA. I was a big fan of him. Um, 
I was a big, big fan of him when he was wrestling in WWE back in the day. So happy to see him back in wrestling. Bad Cop, big show wrestling on TV in 2023. I agree. I fully agree. I said it. You Ryan. did. You said it. Well, let's go to the inspiration for my huge, monumental, massive announcement today on this episode of Good Cop, Bad Cop, Mr. Ben Gandhi. Good Cop moment, Santos Escobar, getting the chance, uh, hopefully getting the chance to thrive now that the heel turn is complete. Absolutely. I love Santos. Sand- and let's be honest, every wrestler who ever says, would they rather be a face or a heel, says, I'd rather be a heel. Heels, more- Heels are more fun. So I think this is going to be great. A great cop moment, uh, pitting my knowledge of WWF in 2000 against Matt for a new project. Uh, We all are very excited about this new project, about the World Wildlife Fund that uh, Matt is putting together. And the bad cop moment. Is Is that our Matt or a different Matt? Oh, okay. It is our Matt. Okay. Mm. I don't have time to do Christmas crackers. Yeah, and uh, obviously I'm gonna need a uh, need some some say in this as well, as well because I will be in WWE 2000 very soon. Um, bad cop moment. Tony Khan has another announcement. Beyond <laughs> um, Midwest Wrestling Roundup podcast. Uh, also high five Tom hashtag good cop moment always good talking to ref Jerry about ICW Milwaukee every month but in addition to that this week's MWR had 20 plus shows to promote here in the Midwest to say wrestling is thriving is dot 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 bright Me next or is it Ryan next? Oh, for fuck's sake. There's three people. You can't keep track of an order. It's because, we've been, it's because we've been adding our own comments, Graham. I've just lost your place. I'm sorry. Um, it is me. Yes, I 254. Sucks. <laughs> no cool shut up. I remember now. I am going to go then with uh, UGT Rob, Graham, if that's right with you. <sighs> um, yes. good, good comment. France getting first ever WWE pay-per-view. Hopefully we'll see many more interesting events in new places. I'd love to see Italy, for example. I'd love to see one in Africa, even. That'd be great to see some more in, all over the place. Sweden, you know, Finland, um, Germany would be a great one to have there. Properly, a proper, proper one in Germany. be great. What about Co- your homeland, Scotland, as well? Well, to be fair, Grim, we have held events there. I'd love to just get paid for you. Didn't they already announce one in Germany? Yes. 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 Um, I'm yet to see if I actually call it the Berlin Wall or not. It'd be funny. Um, uh, well, yeah. uh, WTF Cop moment. Ted DiBiase says he feels sorry for Terry Taylor. Hashtag FTT. I'm not sure what that means. Fuck Terry Taylor? Could be, yes. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. A bad cop moment. Meltzer doesn't think Sting had a Hall of Fame career. <laughs> well, it's be- it's because Sting doesn't have a five-star match in the Tokyo Dome, obviously. Oh. Now, I'm aware that I have been sometimes... It sometimes sounds like I've been hypercritical of Sting. At no point have I ever trashed Sting, Graham. No, you haven't. Never, no one have ever trashed him. I've said that I think that Tony Khan's an idiot because I thought you know, he'd book him to win the championship, and it still might happen. <laughs> it still might happen. Um, but 
It might, to be fair. Or he might put on flair, for we fucking know. Who knows? Um, yeah, Meltzer. Definitely wrong here. I agree with Rob. Brian? To comment on that, uh, Flair has said that he wants to wrestle, but that they won't let him. Good. So hopefully that stays true. Um, Steve-O, not the jackass, but Steve-O himself. Good cop, Matt and Dan, as ever keeping me entertained on the volley, which, wow, this is the first time the volley's been brought up this show. It's a new record. It's international this weekend, so there won't be any show going on. That's we were meant to be doing a we were we were meant to be doing a show tomorrow, but unfortunately, our special guest was unavailable. So we're gonna we're still gonna do a double header next weekend. Uh, We've got a very good cop. Uh, doing the Christmas cracker with Bang Bang podcast. Indeed, Thank Bang Bang Andy is doing is doing a Christmas cracker every single day in December. So he pick up the mantle from me. So it's all good. Now we got a bad cop that Bumble being a con and wasting forty pounds for their premium. And he tagged um, them as well. He did. Uh, <laughs> he did. So Stevo, from the bottom of my heart. I hope you find love and fuck Bumble. I've got to point out that um, as Graham notes, I sent him a copy of my wedding speech. Um, when uh, me and Chris met, we met through Tinder and I paid £5 for their premium. Hmm. So it is literally, Graham, what is the percentage difference between £5 and 40 I can't do it. That would be a, that would be 12.5% of what the $40 would be. There you go. one eighth. So it would be ah, uh, and it's one eight feet. Yeah, so so it's like thirty. Well, well, an eighth usually costs about thirty-five. <laughs> so <laughs> wait, I'm sorry. What are we talking about? Uh, Ring of Honor Revelry <laughs> is what we're talking about. Hashtag good cop moment this week. Will and High Five Tom reviewed the Golden Dream from eleven to twenty thirteen. See, from my British perspective, that would be eleventh of February, but I'm going to guess it's November second. Um, in Cincy, and although not any match of the year candidates, lots of really good wrestles. Also, hopefully, we get to see Elgin versus Silas and Richards versus ACH on a bigger scale. I didn't see any more, Matt, but you're up next if you notice any that I missed. I think that's it. I think that's it as well. I think Matt's recovering from a coffin fit anyway, so how about we go to uh, Devil's Advocate? I was a bit me triggered like that by Ryan, sorry. Good! Bad! <sighs> Guys and gals and non-binary pals, Welcome to the Devil's Advocate round for this week's episode of Good Cop, Bad Cop Wrestling Podcast. This is the round where we throw ridiculous statements at each other we do not believe in as if they are the God's honest truth. Uh, if you don't like what we're saying, take it up with the DADA, Michael Pellegrini, who is suspiciously quiet currently on Twitter, um, uh, at Dying Format. But do nudge him and, rem- and, t- and tell him that uh, Ryan sent you. Uh, and Ryan is better than him, and it will soon, re- soon make him reply. Um, so, who's up first then, Graham? Do you want I'll to start. Oh, oh no, Ryan. I'll start. I know. Who He's do you not want? doing controversy. He's not doing his uh, new segment this week. Who do you want to do? I did it earlier. Uh, Matt, I've got one for you. Okay. <clears throat> when it comes to the world of professional wrestling and what's hot, what's not, what's working, what's not working, the only voice 
I will listen to is Mr. Vince Russo. Vince Russo speaks perfect sense. Let's not forget that he single-handedly changed the Monday Night Wars in favor of the WWE. And he wasn't even working there at the time. He knows exactly what to do to make things happen. So him saying the new day should retire, absolutely. Vince Russo, make him a president. Um, I don't know if you could tell, but I was mouthing the words Vince Russo as Ryan was reading, because I, I, I knew exactly where it was going, and I'm sure you did as well. Mm. Matt's not happy having to defend that at all. That was painful. No, no. That's, that's, my, that's my one uh, giving of devil's advocate for the year. Uh, I hope everyone enjoyed it. Matt, you're going to return the favor. Um, I'm going to go to you first, Graham. I think. Oh, okay. We'll just have to keep track of what's going on, but sure. Go ahead. Yeah. I'll go to you first. Um, wrestlers should always hit their signature moves in in the first thirty seconds of the match. Well, absolutely. You know that I'm into brevity, and I suggested that be the title of this one as well. And I like that tight two-hour match. I mentioned last week, an hour 53 is perfect. So go for your signature move within 30 seconds. Everyone's happy. That's all people want to see. They don't want to see long-term storytelling. No one's got time for that anymore. We just want to see intro music, signature moves, etc., etc. Get it out of the way, and then you can focus on the real wrestling after that time. All right, I obviously posted something, but I can't remember what it was. You were complaining about a three-minute match with, with everyone's signature moves happening in three minutes. Ah, okay. I don't remember to complain about that at all. No, you didn't. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I thought you were picking up on something I'd said. Sometimes you kind of pick up on that. Okay. All right. It wasn't that at all. All right, Matt, mine for you is, I got to read it now because the, the one seems I didn't have one. It was going to be, this is not it. As it's in mid-November by now, everyone should have their Christmas tree up, but that's a little bit too tame. So we're going to go with this one instead. Um, I'm going to have a little quote. I think this is from you. Uh, this is just earlier today. Quote, uh, commentators shouldn't get in the ring, end quote, says the commentator who wants to do training and get in the ring. So there's no hypocrisy there at all, right? Absolutely not, Graham, because I may want to do wrestling to get in the ring, Graham. I never saw a guy actually step between the ropes, Graham. I can wrestle happily, Graham. I just not to get in the ring, Graham. Do you know how difficult it is to get up there? CXW had to bring steps in because of how bad Paris' knees are. Okay, baby, it's not actually easy to get in and out of a ring. Uh, you're a hypocrite. Absolutely, I couldn't believe you were saying that. Absolutely, okay, fucking lutely. I was like, the so nerve a, of this guy to say that. I was like, it's I not, it, it's not that hard to get in a ring. I'm just throwing that out there. I know, but I had to defend it somehow. <laughs> yeah. But anywho, <laughs> I have actually one for Graham that just came. Oh, from sure. Me. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> 24 minutes is far too long for a lunch break. Our lunch breaks should be more like how AEW books women. Nine minutes or less. <laughs> well, absolutely. If we're being honest, all you really need to do at lunchtime is just eat your food. We don't have time to chit-chat. We're not interested in your stories. We're not interested in what your kids are doing this time. We just want to eat. We want to get out there or get a quick drink in there. Like a sandwich. How long does a sandwich really take? Like, I'm a big guy. i got a big mouth. I can shove bites in. I don't even need to chew. I could just put a whole sub, sub in my mouth and just suck it straight down. I'm oh, sure uh, Matt... Brutal. I've Matt, had to do that Matt can also time. just shove that sub right in his mouth and suck it down. Graham has sent me a sub. A blimpy, no less. Oh yeah, in Jersey, and and then and complained about the hill being the worst hill he's ever climbed. And well, hold on, hold on, like K two, yeah. 
How, how quickly? How quick did that sub go down, Matt? Well, Graham maybe Graham maybe rush my sandwich to get back to the White Eagle Hall in New Jersey. You just just oh, like dislocated your jaw and just kind of well just right uh, because, I, because I was rushing my sandwich so much. I had marinassos all over my face. I looked like Heath Ledger's Joker, and he called me Heath Slater. Oh, so 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 so, so after you uh, you sucked that sandwich down, you just had it plastered all over your face. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know how many more gay jokes I can shove into this. Oh, but... oh, oh believe me, you can shove as many into it to a nice. <laughs> Yeah, man. Thank you. Okay, now Ryan. your turn, Ryan. Oh, we're both going to fire at Ryan then. I was going to reply straight back, but no. Oh, oh, you go first. He can he can most probably second. It's fine. Oh, okay. All right. Um, not wrestling related at all, but that's perfectly okay. Uh, Ryan, I th- uh, your devil's advocate is the big announcement I made earlier was not the real big announcement. It is just like Snoop Dogg. I have given up smoking. Yeah, just like Snoop Dogg, I, I, I talked to my family, I talked to my friends, my colleagues, uh, and it was time to give up smoking. From now on, I will only be consuming edibles, doing copious amounts of cocaine, and of course, shooting that sweet, sweet black tar heroin. But I don't do it in my veins, I do it in my wiener. Oh. I was convinced he was going to say, like, I, I, I talked to my friends, with my family, I talked to voices in my head. I genuinely thought he was going to go down that route, but he didn't. I, I thought, oh, he missed a trip there, I think. I didn't really have anything this week at all. but I, I saw that, and my mind was like, he's alive still? <laughs> I, 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 I feel like this is a work from Snoop. I really do, but... Mm. It was one yeah. of the more surprising stories of the week, for sure. WWE WrestleMania match winner. Snoop Dogg. Yeah, it's true. Hall of Famer. And I've also, yeah. uh, I've already actually got my uh, my uh, nightly medicine, as it were, ready to go. So Excellent. it'll probably be as soon as we're done recording. Like, I'm gone. Excellent. Well, Ryan, Ryan your job is quite, it's, it's quite simple to defend, really. It's, 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 a, it's a nice, easy one. Remedy should fire Sam Lake immediately. I mean, absolutely, because what they need to do is they need to get rid of Sam Lake so he can start his own company, and then he can really do, because he's only creative director. Director, He's not the CEO of the company. He needs to run the company. So they should actually fire him so he can come back and corporate take over that shit. Just in case you come to hear the beach. Sam Lake is, um, for content for Graham, Sam Lake is one of the best in the video game business yeah he's the creative director for remedy he played alex casey in alan wake 2 he was the original face skin for max Payne. um he writes the stories uh he also helps write lyrics for the music as well uh he is a brilliant brilliant man and i met him I would probably touch his penis. I love him that much. He was at the EGX event I was at back in October. He it, must he, be nice being in Europe, getting all the Europeans. He it was wonderful. It was wonderful to meet so many amazing people who have got such great minds. I don't give a shit about most people in the gaming space. Like, there's not a lot of people that I want to meet. There are two. It's Sam Lake and Phil Spencer. Those are the two people I want to sit down with and chat. I indeed. Well, well, maybe you can sit down with me, Alex, and Kerry um, in a few weeks' time on Game Junkies. How about that? 
Yeah, well, no, I've been waiting for that for fucking like a decade. We've been dealing with some things offline, buddy. First, yeah, wheeling, dealing, kiss, stealing, talking about flying. Talk about waiting for things. I'm waiting for a certain person to reschedule the good card, bad card as well. I've already done this season, Graham. Not you. I like how he's pointing down, but on my screen, I'm up. Um, Yeah, no, we'll work it out. We'll uh, absolutely. Have your have your people contact my people. Uh, we'll get something on the calendar. Um, yeah, I got Final Fantasy cards that have been sat on my uh, side table here for about a month now, so I'd like to talk about them and put them away if possible. Graham, Graham, I just want to test one little thing for you quickly, okay? Okay. Before oh, we wrap up, I'm bearing in mind that this currently is... my my screen. If you ask me which uh, character is that, I'm going to be really pissed. Okay. One hour fifty-one is on my clock right now, Graham. Okay, so drop me when I say we got under two hours. Okay, who's that? Are you? I just said if you ask me who that is, I'm going to be pissed. You don't know Sonic the Hedgehog. It's Sonic the Hedgehog, obviously. Who's that then? Uh, that's his buddy. Is it fingers or something? <laughs> so close. I know. I can't remember. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so who is close. That? Ryan. <laughs> I just really want to play Sonic and fingers now. <laughs> I don't remember his name. That's the title of the episode, Sonic and Fingers. <laughs> we're out of here. No, we're um, not, because I haven't done my outro yet, you son of a bitch. Okay, fine, go. Well, A, it's Knuckles. Uh, B. Knuckles! Damn it! That was really close, though. <laughs> um, so, so, I, so I hope, uh, obviously, this is coming out on Sunday. Uh, Sunday the 19th. Uh, but I hope that everyone last night enjoyed uh, AEW Full Gear with the amazing main event of AEW World Champion MJF defending his title against an actual bag of dicks in the ring, which is very strange. It was a very weird match, I'm sure, because one's a bag of dicks, one's a human man. Um, but I, I really hope everyone enjoyed it. And I hope you enjoyed this episode of Good Cop, Bad Cop. We'll be back next week. When Graham will finally tell us uh, his dream match between Fingers and Sonic. So stay tuned for that. I'm sorry, Graham. We're out of here. Boom. Music was. Happy Happy Game Show by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. HTTP colon slash slash creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by slash 3.0 slash.